Welcome to the Control Performance Podcast, where we discuss industrial process control optimization. I'm your host, Devin Cole, the Global Services Manager for the Performance Solutions Business Line in Metso Flow Control. We strive to be our client's top industrial valves and process control reliability partner. Today, I interview my colleagues, Guilherme Gofetto and Christian Moraes, about the cost implications, both operational and maintenance costs, of different types or modes of maintenance for industrial valves. Guilherme Gofetto is a service and automation specialist in the Mezzo Flow Control Services business in Brazil. Guilherme received a mechanical engineering degree in 2015 and finished an automation engineering specialty in 2019. And Guilherme has been with Mezzo in the Valve Services Group in one capacity or another since 2016. Guilherme spends his off time exploring new places, playing guitar for his family, and following Brazilian football, especially his favorite team, the Palmeiras. Christian Moraes has been with Mezzo Group since 2006 in one capacity or another. He's Brazilian and currently working in Portugal as the global sales manager for the Performance Solutions Group. He has a history of industrial automation with specialization in quality control systems and pulp and paper production. Christian also has experience in process optimization and intelligent maintenance in various process industries such as petrochemical, pulp and paper, oil and gas, and metals and mining. In his spare time, he likes to spend time exploring Portugal with his family, playing music in a pop rock band, and doing his best impression of an original Brazilian striker on the football pitch. I really appreciate Guilherme and Christian joining today to share their expertise about valve maintenance. Since I'm interviewing two guests this podcast, it will be a little bit longer than more recent episodes. But please hang in there as I think you'll find this information quite interesting. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Okay. Hello, Devin. Thank you, Devin. Hello, Hello everybody. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Yeah, so we're here to uh, discuss a little bit about uh, valve maintenance this morning. And uh, so I, I have uh, my colleagues here to, to discuss a couple of different aspects on valve maintenance. And we'll discuss uh, uh, some, some better ways of operating and, and an optimal way of going about maintaining process control valves, of course, because we're talking about control performance. So uh, we'll put that into context context for the listeners. And uh, Guilherme, I, I'm going to start with you this morning because uh, you have been doing some interesting uh, things recently via webinars uh, with the, the clients in South America. And so I want to expand upon that a, a little bit and, and discuss control valve maintenance with you. So uh, I understand that you've been giving some webinars to clients in, in South America about valve maintenance. So so what's that been like? Yeah, uh, it's a great, Devin. Uh, I think that it's very good when we can share uh, your experience about valve maintenance with your clients uh, from many industries. Uh, and also, it's a very good that you heard about good question from from Brazilian guys, especially in this pandemic moment because of the coronavirus. I think that the webinar is a is a good way to share experience and uh, learn new things. So, what kind of content did you cover? Yeah, uh, first I talk about the importance the control valve for the process. Well, as you know, in most in most process control system, 
The final control element is a control valve, and this equipment is a very important part of a control loop. For example, if you have some problem with your valves, probably you will have some problems with your control loop too. After that, uh, I talk about the life cycle cuts from control valves. This is another important thing uh, because we have some studies that shows that 70% of life cycle cuts is for maintenance and operation, 20% for buy, 5% for installation, and 5% for disposal. In other words, of course, the, the most part of life cycle cuts is about maintenance and operation. For this, uh, your maintenance approach is very important point because if you, if you don't have a good approach, probably you will high maintenance and operation costs. Yeah, that's really good point because we've been talking on the podcast here, or, or at least I've been talking about uh, valve maintenance and control valves. And it's a, a small component of the process oftentimes, but uh, it doesn't get as much attention as some of the bigger pieces of equipment in a lot of, of uh, factories. So we've been talking on the on the podcast how you can improve your overall equipment effectiveness by monitoring and maintaining control valves properly. So this really fits in uh, a lot with some of the topics that we've been covering recently. But I want to back up a little bit and talk a little bit uh, ha and ask you about maintenance basics. Can you uh, discuss, for for instance, the valve failure models? Yes, of course. Uh According to offshore reliability data, the failure models describe the loss of required system function that result from failures or uh, a change in state or condition. Uh, failure models is uh, like a symptom. I mean, uh, which industrial equipment has your failure models? For example, the pups can have 19 uh, failures models like fail to start, fail to stop, internal linkage, noise, and etc. Uh, another important thing is uh, you need to know all fail models of your industrial equipment because this will help you to improve your maintenance approach. So how does this apply to, to control valves? Uh, so as I comment, uh, it's a very important point that you know the fail models of your control valves. Uh, because if you don't know the fail models, you don't know how can you prepare to avoid this. And the the question is, how can you to increase the control valve performance if you don't know how fail that your valve can be? So uh, uh, again, according to off offshore reliability data, the valves has 17 fail models. Uh, for example, external linkage, fail to open, fail to close, daily operation, and, and etc. And also, another comment is, uh, in some study, you can see the top three fail models of valve is valve linkage in closed position, fail to close on demand, and instrument reading is not okay. Uh, for this, it's a very important point that you check if your maintenance approach can get uh, or can cover the fail models of your control valves or 
maybe if you need to check some technology for this. So we really need to know how the control valves can fail. And of course, our, our maintenance program, we're going to put in place to try to prevent a, a failure from causing us a, a big problem and costing us a lot of money. So what are some main modes of maintenance in general that we see in industrial plants? Yes, uh, uh, we, we have basically four models of maintenance in, in industrial plants now. Uh, that is a, a reactive or brick fix maintenance. Here the idea is to, to run to failure and then repair. Uh, we have the preventive or time-based maintenance. Here the main idea is, is the servicing fixed cycle or time. Uh, another main model of maintenance is conditional-based monitoring. Uh, again, the idea here is to monitor process data, identify bad trends and alert to failure. And finally, we have the predictive and prescriptive maintenance analytics where we can use several data in order to provide the high performance and the far minimal false positives. Run to failure sounds bad just when you say it to me. I, I get a, a negative feeling about uh, run to failure. It just sounds terrible. Uh, but uh, preventative maintenance, that doesn't actually sound so bad to me. I'm, I'm preventing a failure. Um, so these different modes of of maintenance. How does that impact my maintenance and my operational costs? Yeah, this is a good question, David, because, uh, for example, the reactive maintenance, we have high operation and maintenance costs. Uh, of course, because in this maintenance model, uh, there is not any action to avoid the fails. I mean, here is to repair after broken. The, this this is the point in the in yeah the, that, that just the, sounds bad right maintenance mode yes is the, the the bad here uh, and after that in the preventive maintenance uh, we have high operation and maintenance costs less than reactive maintenance of course but downtown is still a problem here in, in this in this model another uh, another maintenance model is conditional based monitoring. Here, we have moderate operation and maintenance costs, but here, uh, with, we have with the uh, high false positive. It's a problem, too, in, in this model. And finally, uh, we have the predictive and the prescriptive maintenance, and here, we have minimal operation and the, uh, and the maintenance costs, and the, the idea is uh, this maintenance model is to downtime approaches your the, the main idea using this, this maintenance model. So the seems like prescriptive is, is probably the, the best, uh, but preventative maintenance is, uh, in, is that in your experience what many of our clients are running with? In, in my experience, uh, I see that the, the prescriptive maintenance or predictive and the prescriptive maintenance is the best maintenance model, uh, but of course it's necessary to check about investment, the, the right technology for this, and it's necessary to check uh, another variables about this, but I see in the several inducer plants uh, that the, the, best, the best maintenance model 
really is predictive and prescriptive, especially now at the moment about Industry 4.0. Uh, especially at the moment, the prescriptive maintenance it's uh, it's a good way uh, at the moment. Yeah, I think you you've mentioned to me in the past that uh, preventative maintenance it it actually isn't that preventative. And why can you explain to me again why why that might be? So I think that several industrial plants still use the, the preventive maintenance as the, the main approach. It's complicated because we have some studies that show only 11% of failures are age-related and 8-90% of failures are random. As you know, maintenance preventive preventive is effective only in problems with the age. Uh, in other words, maintenance preventive is effective only in 11% of the failures. It's, it's, a, it's a good point because uh, sometimes we, we, we saw, uh, uh, I see several plants, uh, several industrial plants use only maintenance preventive uh, uh, was a a main strategic in the plant. And the question now is, uh, is what do you do with the others 89% of failures if you have only maintenance preventive in your plant? It's a good question because for this, it's not a good idea to use only preventive maintenance uh, was main maintenance approach your plant because is affected only in 11% of the failure. It's, it's complicated and it's, it's very, very necessary. The, the industrial plants check your, your maintenance uh, approach uh, and using another's maintenance models for uh, in, in the main idea is to cover all uh, the, the fail models uh, in, the, in the industrial equipment. Yes, right. So, in other words, if we're only using preventative maintenance, then we're really only catching the time-based failures. And the time-based failures are only 11% of valve failures. So, we're not going to catch 89% of our, our failures. So, in that case, we're actually, we are in a, a run-to-failure mode, so to speak, for 89% of our valves. If we're not looking at uh, the process and, and valve condition in order to determine uh, what might be failing and, and catch it before it uh, fails unexpectedly and, and then we have to take an unexpected outage. Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah, yes. That, that's the, the, the idea, David. The main message here, the main idea here, I think that is very important to point to the uh, inducer plan check about your maintenance approach because uh, the fox is it's necessary to check uh, all fail models and the how can I how can I prepare to cover or uh, to get uh, uh, these fail models it's necessary another maintenance approach not only a maintenance preventive uh, it's a very, very important point. So, Guilherme, what is your recommendation for a plant that wants to move to a predictive maintenance mode? Oh, good question, Devin. Uh, so, my recommendation for improving reliability of control valve is four steps. Step one, 
you need to know how few models of your quantum valves. Step two, you need to know your stability base, your quantum valves. And step three, you need to apply some triage in your plant. And finally, step four, you need to manage your quantum valve risk. Let me explain more about this. Uh, about step one, was I comment? Uh, the question is, uh, do you know the fail models of your control valves? If not, you need to know. Because if you know the fail models, you will know how can I prepare to avoid this. Uh, about step two, uh, now the question is, do you know your control valves? Do you know your stability base? It's a very important point, you know your control valve stability. For example, the models, the manufacturers, the size, the body materials, etc. Because in according that you have stalled, you can choose the best maintenance approach for your, plan, your plant. For example, if you have a lot of digital positional in your valves, but anyway you have several root expression, maybe you can use any technology for online condition monitoring, for example. Uh, about step three, uh, do you apply some triage in your plant? Do you use any technology to triage? Uh, I see in most industrial plants the maintenance guide to remove the control valves based only in your experience or based in time. Uh, so we have the software that can help you to decide how many valves is re really necessary to remove or not. And finally, about step four, uh, the question is, do you, do you use the information around your control valve to improve your process? As you know, as you know uh, around the valves, there are several information about maintenance, stock, stability base, performance, process, and etc. And it's a very important point that you get this information and that you use it for manage your risk. Not only risk about performance, but another risk. For example, imagine, imagine that you have a valve, and this valve is obsolete, and this valve doesn't have stock, and this valve has a lot of repairs, and this valve is very important in your process. And this, in, in this case, we have a valve with high risk, and you need to prepare for this. Uh, so, we have the technology for this, where you can get the, and, and the combine this information for manage your risk. So, uh, I think that these four steps are a good way to improve your reliability of your quantum valves in your plant. Thanks, Guilherme. Christian, Guilherme is encouraging us to, to use the, the data that we have available from uh, control valves and various sources to guide uh, a predictive maintenance program. So we, we kind of all now agree that uh, prescriptive uh, or predictive maintenance is, is the mode we want to, uh, to get our clients into thinking and uh, implementing. So aside from uh, webinars like, you know, the, the maintenance webinars, reliability weeks that, that we're putting on, what, what other programs are available from Flow Control Services to support industrial plant reliability? You know, you know, Devin, for, for 
many, many years we have been approaching our customers with a very different uh, and uh, modernizing each year, year by year, uh, over a uh, package of uh, solutions offered for customers, really to guide him to, to reach the best the performance of uh, their assets. And in this case, nowadays we are uh, just launching the VPM, it's a Valve Performance Management Program. Uh, and this is this is really uh, a brand new idea from from what we have in place uh, nowadays uh, to present to our customer. We we have been doing many of these uh, webinars as well, discussing uh, with our customer to present this new idea. So, uh, Valve Performance Management Program. What would the goal uh, of that for a, a customer from a customer perspective? What what would a goal be for a program like that? Okay, the main idea here, uh, Devin, is, is to support our customer to minimize the total cost of ownership, you know, the TCO for their valve uh, over, uh, over its full life cycle. So in summary, we, we are working to increase uh, the performance of their assets, okay, uh, using all the background skills uh, of a metal or analysis in the history, our tools, principally mainly our uh, strategies okay we are talking about over than 60 years of valve manufacturing servicing to our customer and this is around the globe and for many many different types of process and applications so uh, we are using all this background we have to to bring this uh, understanding for our customer this total cost of ownership for their valves so with that uh, the these technologies and skills that we're combining as a, a strategy implementation as a service that we're providing uh, in a, our role as a reliability partner. What, what, can you tell me a little bit more about some of these technologies uh, that are used to collect and analyze data? Yes, yes. So uh, we are collecting data for many different ways. And as uh, my colleague Guilherme was saying before, we're basically using what the customer have already. Okay. And, uh, uh, they have all the devices installed on their on their facilities, and we are using different tools that we have uh, in the market, and also that we have developed internally to reach uh, this uh, uh, assets uh, diagnostics or even information. So, so we have uh, uh, first of all, <clears throat> we have our smart positioners. We we have how to collect data uh, one by one of them, point to point, or even. Uh, through the network uh, using those uh, asset management systems. Okay, so every kind of a DCS or PLC nowadays they have their own type of uh, of uh, asset management systems. We have uh, also one uh, one tool that it's a a good partnership between us and Anderson Hauser that is called Fuker. Okay, that we we use this uh, as well as um, a way to get diagnostics from from our valves and. Uh, also from competitor valves if needed. And we have a plant triage, that is our masterpiece. Uh, it's not paying attention only for valves, but it's it's understanding what is, the, what is the problem that this valve can cause on the process and what the process, what the controls can cause uh, 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 on this valve as a disturbance, uh, decreasing life cycle of a valve or increasing the, the, the stress of a valve. So, we have this type of a tools in, in our in our uh, portfolio, and we are using everything everything that we, we, we can have 
to bring this uh, data uh, and uh, to serve our uh, specialists to make some of that analysis. So it sounds like probably most plants would already have a lot of the infrastructure and uh, smart positioners and, and software programs in place uh, to be able to implement a program like this. And, and of course, if not, uh, we can make recommendations on ways that they can implement those kinds of tools. Uh, so if, if I'm a maintenance manager or I'm a process control uh, engineer at a plant, what kind of other information would be needed uh, around the, the plant or, uh, you know, in addition to the tools in order to kick off a program like valve performance management? Yes. So as, as, uh, as Guilherme was, was saying previously, so the main thing here is to understand the install base. So what the customer has in their in their facility. So then we we need to we need to make some kind of audit. Of course, is a, a big questionnaire that we have developed to to, to understand better how is the customer uh, how is the customer um, status. So we 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 basically we start to investigate which kind of valves they have. So uh, what are the types, models, brands, and also those positioners. Uh, if they have a smart positioners, if they don't have a smart positioners, if they uh, uh, have a different brands or different models. So basically, we are doing all the investigation about networks, if they have how to collect this, this data automatically or not from those devices. And uh, basically, we check on field if, if the valve is correct for that application or not, uh, if there is some available data from OPC. Uh, so. We, we are using all the ways that uh, the customer has already in place to, to collect the data. Sometimes, if needed, we, 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 we suggest the customer to add some, some type of a new technology to make that easier for them. But the, most of those cases, customer has already everything in place. We just need to use uh, uh, our skills and, uh, and the customer uh, understanding of this kind of a culture because it's really a new culture. So all, all of these types of uh, maintenance, they are culture, you know. So th there are some customers that have a culture for preventive maintenance, preventive. And every time that you come to, to to talk with maintenance guys at their facilities, you are going to touch on their culture, you know. So if they are using that type of a maintenance for many years, it's not that easy to convince them to move that to another one. So then we are using all the all the skills that we have all the tools we have, and uh, uh, we are bringing customer to this new new generation of an indu industry, uh, industry, you know. So this is uh, industry 4.0, it's digitalization, so all these topics is really uh, 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 embedded on all of this idea that we are bringing now. I, I did see uh, an interesting meme, I guess, on LinkedIn recently, that uh, if you don't plan downtime to address your maintenance problems uh your equipment will schedule downtime for you so yeah. this is a a good point that we want to influence the culture of, of maintenance departments with all of our clients and and help them again as you said reduce their total cost of ownership so uh, hey if i'm if i'm interested in kicking off a valve performance management program at my plant how would i uh I contact you so we have our uh, sales managers, dedicated sales managers by regions, okay, for performance solutions. 
And uh, of course, if, if you have any any contact with uh, Netless uh, sales sales uh, engineer, please be in touch with them and ask about developer performance management. Then they, they are going to drive you to to our specialists and our uh, sales uh, responsibles for this type of a program. And uh, we are going to be very glad to to support all of you guys. All right. Uh, well, this sounds like a, a, an interesting program. Uh, good luck with it here in the near future. And uh, uh, Guilherme, thanks again. Uh, any any last words that you would like to share with the uh, listening audience? My my last comment in this webinar. Uh, first, I'd like to to thank you. Uh, and the 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 main message is that is about it's very important point to check uh, your maintenance approach because we have uh, a lot a lot of uh technologies for this a lot of uh, methods for this and the it's very important point to to increase your maintenance approach in your your industry plan this is a, that's it the my the, the 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 final message thank you all right thanks Guillermo, for coming on i appreciate it and christian any any final words from you yes hey guys your valves are talking and if you are not listening, if you don't understand them, call us. We will listen then for you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you. Have a good day, everybody. Bye. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye. So, thanks again to my friends, Guilherme and Christian, for joining my podcast. I hope you found them as informative and as interesting as I did. For more information about valve performance monitoring and predictive valve maintenance, please go to mezzo.com and search Expertune. While you are there, check out our webinars, as well as a variety of other information available on our products and services. Tune in next time for further discussion on controlled performance-related topics. Thanks for joining me today. On LinkedIn, find us at the Expertune Plant Triage Users Group, and we welcome your questions about today's podcast there, or send them to expertune.sales at mezzo.com. If you would like to be a guest on the show, please message me on LinkedIn or send a mail to the Expertune sales address just mentioned. We are on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify as the Control Performance Podcast.